It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. Want to start the show with a hello to Nancy. Thank you so much for listening and for the nice comments about the Adam Ridge Show. And we are going to feature um, an expert today on this broadcast. The entire half-hour show will be a conversation with bullying prevention expert Kimberly Ewing. Hi, Kimberly. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing today, Adam? I'm doing fantastic, and I want to thank you for your time and, uh, and your expertise. This social awareness radio show leans on social awareness experts to uh, help the cause of uh, educating America on social awareness issues like bullying. And that's why we bring you on the show. You're a national expert on the prevention of bullying. Yes, I am. And yeah. I'm so glad to be here. Good. Well, how? I guess let's start at the beginning. How did you get involved uh, with this issue, which has really, in the last several years, become at the forefront of a lot of educators' minds? Right. Well, for a very long time, I have done training. Um, I have been a uh, director of multicultural services when I was at Vincent University for about 12 years. And with that role, I did a lot of diversity and inclusion training. And then along the way, uh, we started to see bullying involved in that. And then that's when I really started to dive into it and really understanding that there is uh, an epidemic that we have to deal with. Um, so that's kind of the background. Personally, for me, uh, as a child, I had an experience of being a person that dealt with bullies and, uh, should I say, bullying behavior. And I was always the kid that would stick up for the person being bullied. But when I switched schools, I had that actually done to myself. Mm -hmm. And that's when I decided um, it doesn't feel so good uh, to be on that end of receiving it. Uh, but I was very fortunate to have a mother that uh, became aware of it and put a stop to it and asked me what I wanted to do. And she pulled me out of that school and took me back to uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, which I had left. Um, but not all parents are able to do that. So uh, I was very grateful that that wasn't a, uh, a very long, bad memory for me. You uh, just said something that triggered something in my head. You, you yeah. said when you were a child there, were, there was a bully, yes. and there were bullies. Yes. And that term, that word, mm -hmm. has been around forever. Yes. You know, he's a bully, she's a bully. Uh, and it seems like the word bullying, to make it a verb, right. is fairly new, or I guess... I don't want to say it's a buzzword or the flavor of the month, but right. it's, it's it's when you think of those two words, a bully, you know, I, I you can think of um, any movie from 1940, and there's always a bully in there. Right. But the term bullying just seems so new. Who, who how did the guy, I guess the, what, in your opinion, what's the, the big national push for to, to make the word bully a verb and really make this uh, an issue that we need to notice and, and not ignore anymore? Right. Um, you know, from a personal uh, view, I remember as a child, you know, my parents set me down early on and said, honey, you know, you might deal with some mean kids. And they were preparing me for that, that you're going to come across kids because there wasn't that term yet. 
um, you're going to come across some kids that are not going to be so kind and how to deal with it. And um, they were preparing it because they went through it too. So I thought that was very interesting. But then down the line, then we finally gave it a, a word, a, a, an actual name for it. Uh, I am a certified Oveas bullying prevention trainer, and Dr. Dan Oveas is the father of bullying prevention. He started that back in the 1970s from Norway. I'll be darned. Yeah, and so it is an evidence-based program. So he, we have lots of studies that really show bullying behavior. And then eventually uh, brought it over here to the States in the 1990s. And actually, uh, Sue Limbert uh, runs that now through Clemson University. So that's where I got my certification. So anything that you see um, that has to do with the definition of bullying, it will go back to Dr. Dan Oveas. All these programs are, have been given birth through that and his research and, and zooming in on kids that have been traumatized from bullying behavior. And I say bullying behavior than bullying because it's very important for us not to label kids because then when we label them, then they'll actually uh, they'll be that person. Um, so we always try to be very clear that you're not a bully, but you are displaying bullying behavior because we believe through the program we can turn kids around. Got it. Yeah. That's very interesting. Uh, Kimberly Ewing is our guest, bullying prevention expert. Um, I'm going to ask you about some success stories uh, later on in this chat. Okay. Um, I know you're based in uh, Chicago and you do a lot of work around the Midwest. I'd like to know a story, a success story out of uh, one of the schools you work with in Chicago. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll spring that on you in a minute. Right. But uh, I did see you speak. I uh, saw your session at a workshop and um, you said some things that jumped out at me that were uh, very interesting. Um, we were talking about um, common myths uh, and I got to flip through one of your, your workbooks too, one of your handouts. Um, I found it interesting, and I know our listeners will too. Uh, what are some of the common myths involved with bullying? Well, I think the common myth uh, with bullying is that, um, well, it can't be my kid, right? Um, we just really uh, don't want to see, which is normal, that our kids are the ones that are having issues and are having problems. Uh, it's hard for a parent to get that telephone call when the teacher is saying that your child is displaying bullying behavior. Um, the other common myth is that you think that um, zero tolerance works, and that's not the answer, too. We don't want to sit up here immediately and, and uh, uh, kick that kid out of school because where is that kid going to go? There's yeah. that pipeline from school to prison. Mm -hmm. um, and so we really want to make sure we're working with those kids and have policies and procedures that are going to be effective. Uh, the other common myth, I think, a lot of times is that you cannot affect change. You know, is it just me by myself? And even though you feel like it's you by yourself, a lot of people want to make a difference. They really want to change it. And, and I also say I, I want to clump kids in that, too, because we have a lot of kids who are the bystanders that feel powerless a lot of times for doing it. And what we need to do is tap into that group because that is the majority of our kids and they really want to do something. Uh, you were in on my session today when I trained and you saw that one of the questions was, do you believe that the kids that are the bystanders, you know, do you believe they have any sympathy and empathy? A lot of people are like, oh, no, probably not. And that's not true, you know, but they need to be empowered to know they can do something and make a difference. 
you bring up uh, bystanders, and and that's um, a lot of these social awareness topics we deal with and cover bleed into each other. And um, bystander intervention is a big one on college campuses. Uh, When you see um, a a teammate, a classmate, um, a friend who's drinking too much, you want to you want to intervene and say you're about ready to make a very bad, poor choice that could affect a lot of people. So that bystander intervention, when I think of bullying, um, one of the things uh, I, you know, I like to bring up with that example uh, is, is, that's so universal is the movie Grease. Yeah. You saw Grease, and there's a scene in that movie where Danny Zuko is um, John Travolta, yeah. and they're in the high school hall, and all the other T-Birds, there's six of them or so, well, the other five are picking on Eugene. Yeah. They're bullying Eugene. And Danny Zuko is not bullying. He's not taking part in the bullying, but he doesn't intervene. He doesn't say anything. He just kind of walks on by and goes up the stairs. And that bystander intervention is, I believe, so important to not only get involved and intervene, but I think it's important for the Danny Zukos to do it. The coolest kid, the the leader of the pack, the captain of the football team. Uh, How important is that for the work you do to get those, I guess, popular kids on board with this program. Oh, it's huge. And that's what I really love about the Oveas Bullying Prevention Program, because we try to make sure that we connect the students, the parents, the teachers, the community, the classroom, the individual, all of that foundation that really makes the program. And we know if we can zoom in on those kids that already have leadership qualities and really guide them properly, empower them. They make all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. So you could have a kid that really has great leadership, but it's going another direction. When you empower them to say, you really have a lot of power and you have some good power to make a difference, man, that's a lot of kids, adults. They want to know, what can I do to make a difference? So I really think you're right. You're onto something there. It's to take that student leader and to say, hey, you can really make a shiny difference and turn that student's life around. In the movie Spider-Man, I mean, the quote was, with great power comes great responsibility. So if you are listening right now and you're a student leader and you're a popular kid and you see something happening, I mean, you've got to speak up. Tell a teacher, a counselor, the principal, uh, hey, I saw something in the hallway. This isn't right. Right. And what do you say to that kid who um, is like, okay, I don't want to be a snitch. I don't want to be a rat. What do you say to that perspective? Well, you know, I would like them to put themselves in that person's position. If you're seeing bullying, imagine if that was you. Imagine if it was uh, your little brother or sister. And if you don't have any brothers or sisters, imagine that if it's a relative, somebody you care about. You know, how can you make a difference? And you may say, well, you know what? There's too many people around, and I, I just didn't feel safe. Okay, that's fair. Uh, then go ahead and talk to a teacher, a trusted adult on the side, and say, hey, this is something I witnessed, I'm concerned about. Uh, because I've had too many kids to come tell me, you know, I wish I spoke up. And as a result of that, my friend ended up becoming depressed or sick or left school or, God forbid, committed suicide. And I talked to a lot of kids out here that know somebody, have heard of somebody that's committed suicide. So don't just uh, feel powerless. You still have a mouth. Uh, you can still report it. Uh, there's even anonymous reporting in some schools. Uh, but it's, it's yeah, it's a great idea, especially for people that feel as though, man, I really could be targeted. But I think the, the greatest bravery is to be able to come forward and to talk to someone you really trust. 
Kimberly Ewing is our guest. We're talking uh, bullying, prevention of bullying. She's a national expert on the topic. And one of the um, statistics I saw in your session um, that jumped out at me is that um, 16% Mm -hmm. are on the receiving end of bullying, but only 7% bully. Mm -hmm. So that kind of math jumps out at me. Uh, and there's there's strength in numbers. Yeah. So if if um, if 16 percent are getting bullied, yeah. By seven percent, that's yeah. a much. The numbers are on the side of the of the people getting bullied. Exactly. They can band together, stand up, and say, "You, you, yeah. sir, yeah. you need to stop bullying." Yeah. So I think there's strength in numbers. Uh, can can we use those statistics? Oh. Yes, and see, and that's why it's so important with the awareness. When people know better, they can do it better, right? Yeah. And so that's what we try to make sure when we do these programs. We're not just training faculty and staff. We're training kids. When I sit up here and I train the school for two days, and after I get the faculty and staff all ready to go, they know how to do their interventions. They have definitions on bullying. They know about bullying. They have an actual uh, a report that comes out to say, this is what kind of bullying is going at my school specifically, then we do a kickoff with the kids to make sure that we empower them. We do a wonderful bullying circle, and it's a really wonderful role play. And if you actually go to my YouTube, Kimberly Ewing Bullying, you'll see a lot of different YouTube examples of that. And we put them in that position to realize, wow, hold on, our number's bigger? The bystander group is much bigger? Yeah. And then you realize that the bully is a small number, maybe a couple of people terrorizing the whole school? Yeah. Oh, no, that's not acceptable. Um, So you're right. That awareness and that training and empowering makes all the difference in the world. And I've seen a lot of great reduction uh, with that because we empower kids, not just faculty and staff, not just parents in the community, the kids. Because at the end of the day, it is something that we can't control all the time because we're not with kids. So you're Mm -hmm. totally correct on that. Yeah, that kind of math, when I saw that, I was like, uh, it made me think of – of uh, racism as yeah. well, because, you know, maybe a decade ago, a few years ago, 20, 30 years ago, um, someone who was a racist or had racist behavior yeah. was nobody spoke up. Right. But na- but the math is that the, the racist behavior is a small, small percentage. And now if you take part in racist behavior, you are just an outcast. Yeah. It's how could you possibly do this? Yes. So we need to get that that bullying behavior, the small percentage, it's only right. 7% doing it. We need to have them, I guess, looked at the same way as, um, I guess I'm not trying to say they should be looked at as a racist, but I'm saying right. that it should be pointed out like, what are you doing? Why would you possibly do that, post that, write right. that, cyberbully that, push that person, take their books? Right. Uh, it, it's outrageous that the number's that small, but they're still having that big of an effect over the other 97%, 93% right. in the school. That's right. amazing to me. And you're right. I, I think um, as a diversity and inclusion trainer, Uh, When we talk about racism and just difference in general, because it's not just a black and white topic anymore, Uh Uh, even for that, it is about awareness. And when people become aware of their behavior and people become aware of the other group, we bring that sympathy and that empathy in, and it makes all the difference in the world. So I do agree with you. Uh, And and we, I I know we're just in a a time of culture where we want to post everything and we want to videotape everything. 
everything, and it seems to be all the stuff that's bad. We need more people to post those things and say, you know what, I made a difference today, and this is how I did it, positive stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, now mentioning bridging the gap between, uh, you know, cyberbullying, posting stuff, and, and, uh, you know, I guess I brought race into the uh, the picture. Racism is actually – um, a type of bullying. Yep. So, you They're know, some of the, some of the things you listed as, uh, as, as types of bullying, verbal mm-hmm. abuse, rumors, cyber, racial, physical, yep. um, and, and on down the line, um, I guess when you divide it up and look at the types of bullying, um, what stands out to you and your expertise? Well, uh, the verbal, the rumors, the exclusion, uh, because wherever kids are, we're going to find us where the bullying is going on. Mm-hmm. We know that cyberbullying is increasing because it's just an additional tool to accompany the good old-fashioned bullying. But the good old-fashioned bullying is very much alive. So that's the reason why it's very important and very imperative that we're trained in our schools and making sure that our students are also empowered because we want to make sure if we can control what's happening at the school level, then they can police themselves with the cyberbullying mm-hmm. because we're not going to catch all of that. Um, I think every time you turn around, there's some sort of new uh, social network, right, for right. them to be able I mean, one first it was Facebook, and then, of course, what happened? All the adults got on Facebook and they left, right? Yeah. <laughs> they went to Instagram, and they keep on going to another one and another one and another one. Um, so if we empower them, then they can, of course, empower other kids. And if anything, they don't have to participate if they see it. So you, you uh, mentioned exclusion. Yeah. It's actually a type of bullying is to exclude somebody yes. and make them feel like they, they don't belong. So even something um, as easy for a, a, a child to to ignore another one, yeah. that can have ramifications. Oh, definitely. And matter of fact, when I uh, actually experienced bullying myself um, in sixth grade, I dealt with that. I dealt with the physical, I dealt with the verbal, and I dealt with the exclusion. And what we want to do is to make sure that kids have some body they can go to and actually pairing kids with other ones so that you can even be mentoring another student, right? Mm -hmm. But the teacher becomes aware of that when they do their classroom meeting matters, which is that means that the school commits to actually having their circles in the morning or the afternoon with their kids. Um, Because when kids start to uh, know each other and start to share their stories, now we're creating community. Now we're creating empathy and sympathy. These kids are starting to know each other, and they're just not going to be somebody that can be targeted. So I think that's real important. Kimberly Ewing is our guest. Her uh, website is kdemotivates.com. We're talking bullying prevention. Um, Here's another statistic that jumps out at me that makes me want to get involved. I want to help when I saw this, that uh, bullying um, is perpetrated by when you break it down to genders, boys and girls, mm-hmm. 9% of girls are bullying, 20% of boys are bullying. Mm-hmm. Now, I should say not 20% of all boys, right. but of all the bullying cases, uh, 20% are boys, mm-hmm. 9% are girls. Did I, how am I screwing that stat yeah, up? Am I, I screwing mean, that up? I think what you're also seeing is you're seeing that it's increased with guys and uh, with girls, they're not just being bullied uh, by girls. They're being bullied by boys, too, which that number is much greater, 
right? Okay. Um, and we see that even with kids uh, that are young adults, correct? Um, we just saw the case with the fraternities um, where they got busted for uh, pictures they were posting of young ladies just uh, laid out drunk, and I believe some of them were naked. Yeah, it and, was a secret Facebook page right. they had at Penn State, and the fraternity's been thrown off campus. Right, and I'm sure there's going to be other allegations that are going to come out. Probably young ladies are going to say that they had uh, been assaulted, probably raped, and so on. So, you know, it, it's something that if we can really uh, help young people at a young age to respect each other, no matter if it's a male or female, because I don't want to just jump on the boys because mm -hmm. they, well, what about the girls? Um, I'm saying that we can really have a, a great advantage of teaching young kids at a young age to respect themselves, number one, and to respect their brother or sister that they're going to school with, no matter what, mm -hmm. right? But we have to make it not cool. It's not cool, not acceptable. And then if we do it at a younger age, wow, what a difference we can make when they go off to college. You know, some guy would say, no, don't, she's, uh, she's wasted. Don't take advantage of her. Come on, guy, do yeah. better than that. You know, we got to get guys to, stick, uh, to, to speak up, to talk, and we, we can really control that. Not really control it. We can really make a difference with that uh, when they're younger. It's great. That's a great point. That's kind of what um, what jumped out at me when you were yeah. talking about that is um, a lot of the social problems and issues we have today um, come from adult men who are not being responsible. They're not being uh, good fathers. Maybe they're not even present in their child's life. Um, they're making poor choices and, and making bad decisions. And a lot of our problems as a society come from that, from the, from the man, from the adult man. Where could we grab that psyche of a 28-year-old guy that's making this planet a worse place and, and help it when he's in fourth grade, mm -hmm. when that behavior starts, when, when that bullying behavior right. is starting to fester and grow and nobody's saying, hey, this isn't right, this isn't how you're supposed to act. Because then now that kid grows up and he's, in a, he's either in a fraternity disrespecting right. women right. or breaking the law or doing drugs or drinking till he passes out or he's, um, he's fathering three kids and doesn't know the name of any of them. Yeah. Um, so we got to start. I love that you're doing this and working with these boys because I, when I saw that stat and yeah. I'm like, gosh, it's just, and I know there's mean girls yeah. and they made a movie about mean girls, but it's really, it seems like a lot of the onus is on a young man's shoulders. Yeah. Well, and I would like to say that um, again, because I don't want to just focus in on one gender but I understand that you probably do because you work with a lot of guys and you know more what's going on in the guy world than I. I'm really going with numbers. I just know that um, you're right. We can be effective in the home, no matter if it's a single parent, no matter if it's two parents raising their kids, um, no matter if it's a community raising that child. Uh, and we have to display good behavior to get good behavior. So mm -hmm. we have to model that for our kids, right, no matter if they're male or female. And then being able to project that in the classroom, again, are the responsibilities of just basic good old-fashioned respect, no matter what. And then hopefully then that projects over to them as they uh, go into college and become young adults. Uh, and, and, you know, we know for a fact it's not easy raising a young person. Um, but it's something that if we're modeling it, then we can get them to project it too. So it's, it doesn't happen. Over. We know it's tough. Mm -hmm. I know it's tough. Um, but together we can make a difference.
Here's a, a part of bullying that, uh, again, we're speaking with Kimberly Ewing, bullying expert. And um, you think of bullying, you think of, yes, it's wrong. You should speak up and say something. There are health consequences involved. Yeah. Uh, a, a child who's being bullied has much higher risk at health issues. Yeah. Explain. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about trauma, right? And uh, a lot of the experts that really deal with counselors and psychologists and uh, sociologists, the whole nine, know about trauma and what happens to a person in general. So understanding that a child is just a, a little adult. And so if they're dealing with trauma and they're not sharing it, then uh, their, their uh, issues are going to be multiplied. So we'll see an increase in depression. We'll see an increase in headaches. We'll see uh, an increase of uh, suicidal thoughts, um, uh, har having harm to themselves. So what we want to do with this program is to create a healthy climate so they don't have to go through those issues. Issues. And a lot of times uh, it, it takes having that environment to speak up because if they're holding it in and bottling it in, then they're carrying it with them. And one thing that I asked today of the teachers that uh, we presented to is what's the most important thing right now that our schools are forced with or faced with? I can't even say forced with, but faced with. And the one thing they said is testing. So how well can your kid do on a test if they're stressed, if they're depressed, uh, if they're thinking about suicide, if they're cutters, if they're pulling out their hair? Not so good, yeah. right? Um, so we know that we have to bring in programs that will literally change the school climate. And that's why it's important, because if not, those kids will continue to get sicker and sicker and sicker. They get they get more headaches. And I think that's very amazing for, you know, an adult, I'm a parent to hear, okay, yeah, we don't want to bully. Uh, because why? Because it's not right. It's right. not right. But when you, you can break it down in so many categories and say, these kids that are getting bullied experience more headaches. Yeah. Anybody who's had a headache should say, I'm standing up for right. bullying prevention because headaches are not fun. Kimberly Ewing, this is great stuff, uh, bullying prevention program. Uh, let me get back to the uh, topic of um, a success story. Mm -hmm. um, let's pick a school or and you don't have to say anybody's name right. or even the school, but some school in Chicago, uh, Midwest, um, a program, um, a success story, shoot. Um, there was a school that uh, I trained not too long ago. Uh, they were having issues. And so I went in. I, I trained their school. We did the two-day. I came back, and we did the parent meeting night. We did the kickoff. So you, I'm sorry to interrupt. You train the teachers, yes, or do you train, I train the kids? I train you the, don't meet with the kids I, at all? I, no, I do that, too. I trained the faculty and staff for two days. They went through an extensive training. I then came back, and we had a parent night make sure they were good to go. They knew exactly what the OVAS Bullying Prevention Program was. They knew that their school was committed to having a healthier environment. And then in addition, we did a kickoff with the kids, so they were then trained and they were made aware of it, and we did a wonderful program that got them involved in some role-playing too. And they said, you know what, at first it was like, okay, we're, we've got something to think about here. And they said, but once we got going, they're like, oh, my God, you know, it's the best thing ever. Now, what was really cool about it is that they all agreed on it from the top 
were the principle. It had to flow all the way down to the body. And they said, what we were missing, we were missing that everyone participated in it. They said, before you came, there were maybe one teacher that was doing it, maybe another one. It was just a suggestion. They said, now it's not a suggestion. They said, now our kids know for a fact if they have a problem and they come to any one of our teachers, then we're going to handle it. They said, now we're not losing students, we're gaining students. And they said, and now students are speaking up. They're empowered. They're making a difference. They're doing workshops. They're doing plays. They're interjecting it. They said they're becoming more aware of their classmates. And I said, you know what? I said, that's, just, that's all we want. That's all we want to do is make a difference. That is, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Kimberly D. Ewing, KDE, and your website is kdemotivates.com. Yes. Let's have your uh, Facebook and your Twitter. So uh, it is Kimberly Ewing um, on my Facebook, and also it's KDE Motivates on my Facebook. And it's also Katie Motivates on my Twitter. Okay, at KDE Motivates right, Twitter. Okay. Right, right, right. So they're all the same. So okay. with Twitter, it's Katie Motivates. With Facebook, it's Katie Motivates. Instagram, it's KDE Motivates. So, right. I, yeah, I try to keep that mainstream and because I said I don't want any confusion. Well, it's uh, ironic because I own the URL for KDEMotivates.org. So if you want that, let me know and I'll uh, charge you for it. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, you're so wrong, Adam. You're I'm so just kidding. wrong. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure to have you on uh, the show. Um, you mentioned diversity training you do yes. also. So yes. I'm going to bring you back, and we'll do a whole other segment on um, diversity and, and multicultural and race issues. Oh, um, you've been a great resource for the show, and we'll have you back as many times as you like. I will love it. And I just thank you for coming out this morning and interviewing me and really talking about this. And I look forward to meeting with you again. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.